Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 8th of July. The recently deposed Maharashtra CM Uddhav Thakre today demanded fresh elections in the state and said he would not let Shiv Sena's poll symbol be used by the rebels, who are now running the government. Thakre challenged the rebels, saying, and I quote, I challenge them to hold assembly elections today. If we have done wrong, people will send us home. And if this is what you had to do, then you should have done it two and a half years ago, and it would have been done respectfully. There would be no need for all this to happen. Unquote. He further said that no one can take the bow and arrow symbol from the Shiv Sena. Thakre hit out at the rebel Shiv Sena group for staying silent when the BJP targeted and abused him and his family in the last two and a half years. He said without naming Mr. Shinde, and I quote, You keep in touch with them and betray your own party like this. Unquote. He said the Supreme Court on Monday will decide not just the future of Shiv Sena, but also the future of Indian democracy. The top court is set to decide on a petition seeking disqualification of 16 rebel Shiv Sena MLAs, as well as Maharashtra Governor Bhagat Singh Koshyari's decision to invite Eknath Shinde to form government in the state. Eknath Shinde led a coup against party chief Uddhav Thakre, drawing most MLAs on his side and bringing down his government. Shinde was sworn in as Maharashtra Chief Minister on June 30th with the BJP's Devendra Fadnavis as his deputy. Four days later, Shinde sailed through a trust vote with 164 votes in the 288-member assembly, way above the simple majority mark of 144. Only 99 MLAs voted against him. Uddhav Thakre has lost most of his party MLAs to what started out as a rebel faction but is now the bigger group, claiming to be the real Sena. To read more about Eknath Shinde and to know anything about the Shiv Sena tussle, go to newslaundry.com and read our reports concerning the issue. Mohammad Zubair got interim bail from the Supreme Court today, but the Alt News co-founder will still stay in custody. In a separate case, the court provided Z News anchor Rohit Ranjan protection from coercive police action. Giving Zubair five-day interim bail in a hate speech case registered by the Uttar Pradesh police in Sitapur, a vacation bench on the top court set a slew of conditions, including that the journalist must not tweet. But the interim bail doesn't count for much as Zubair remains in judicial custody in another case related to hurting Hindu religious sentiments filed by the Delhi police. The Sitapur case against Zubair was filed early last month on a complaint by Bhagwan Shara, a member of the Hindutva group Rashtriya Hindu Sher Sena, under Section 295A of the Indian Penal Code and Section 67 of the Information Technology Act. These laws punish deliberately insulting religious belief and publishing obscene material in electronic form, respectively. Zubair was arrested by the Delhi police on June 27th for allegedly hurting Hindu religious sentiments by posting a four-year-old satirical tweet referencing a trope from a 1983 Bollywood film which an anonymous tweeter found offensive. The police later slapped charges of criminal conspiracy, disappearance of evidence and violation of foreign funding rules and Zubair was subsequently sent in judicial custody for 14 days. While Alt News founder Pratik Sinha is battling legal proceedings and a slew of allegations by a section of the media, Zubair's case shook the newsroom. Pratik told News Laundry and I quote, Repeatedly embroiling us in such cases takes an enormous toll on us. Just imagine both Zubair and I who lead the team are completely caught up in the case and we are such a small team. It is a huge financial crunch for us as well, unquote. The fear of legal action is not new to the organization, which has received multiple legal notices. Though within the team, Zubair is the only one facing criminal proceedings. Pratik further said, and I quote, It's obvious that it most likely has something to do with his Muslim identity, unquote. 
to know more about this go to our website and read nitish suresh's report titled inside the old news office after mohammad zubair's arrest also on july 4th journalists gathered at the press club's premises in delhi to discuss the creeping infringement of media freedom and assault on personal liberty of journalists watch the video where ayush and i give you a brief of what was discussed and what the journalists had to say about the press meeting and is this enough for stories and videos like this news laundry is supported by subscribers who fund us we are not backed by corporations and governments we are backed by you we are an independent news organization if you aren't a subscriber already please go to newslaundry.com and click on the top right button on the screen lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 only pay to keep news free talking about the media top executives at bennett coleman and company limited bccl the times of india publisher and media conglomerate have been questioned by the enforcement directorate over alleged violations of the foreign exchange management act and under prevention of money laundering act the indian express reported officials told the indian express the transactions worth more than rupees 900 crore between the firm and entities in tax haven british virgin islands are among those under scrutiny the bccl balance sheets show mx media co limited as a group firm incorporated in bvi its status as shown as subsidiary in 2017-18 and 2018-19 with the parent firm holding 52.35% equity according to the report this was changed to the status of an associate with the parent company's equity diluted to 40.36% in the years 2019-2020 and 2020-2021 rbi filings on fdi flow for mx media co limited shows that it was listed as a joint venture linked to financial insurance and business services and that it has an equity of 35.8 million dollars in financial year 2019 there are other associate companies incorporated in south korea china and singapore the central bureau of investigation has registered a fresh case against two former national stock exchange chief executive officers ravi narayan and chitra ramkrishna in a case related to co-location scam the indian express reported The FIR is linked to the alleged phone tapping of NSE employees conducted during the period when the co-location scam took place at the exchange. The FIR registered yesterday is the second FIR in the case. The CBI had registered the first FIR in the case in 2018 and arrested Ramkrishna among others. The CBI has alleged that Pandey had set up a company called Isec Securities which was used for electronic surveillance of the employees. Teams of the CBI are conducting raids at 18 locations across multiple cities in connection to the FIR, the official said. The raids are being conducted at 8 locations in Mumbai, including at properties of Pandey, 2 in Pune, 5 in the National Capital Region, and 1 location each in Lucknow, Kota, and Chandigarh. ISEC Securities was one of the firms tasked to conduct security audits at the National Stock Exchange between 2010 to 2015, during which the co-location scam allegedly took place. The company did not alert the stock exchange that its servers were compromised the CBI has alleged on July 5th Pandey had also appeared before the enforcement directorate for its investigation into a money laundering angle in the co-location scam Pandey had retired as Mumbai police commissioner on June 30th Japan's former prime minister Shinzo Abe died on Friday after being shot while campaigning for a parliamentary election as per reports a man opened fire on 67-year-old Abe from behind with an apparently homemade gun as he spoke at a drab traffic island in the western city of Nara the Nara fire department had earlier said that Abe was in cardiopulmonary arrest before he was taken to the hospital livement reported 
the police have arrested the man suspected of attacking Abe. Police identify the suspected shooter as Tetsuya Yamagami, a resident of Nara. Condoling the demise of former Japanese Premier Shinzo Abe, Prime Minister Narendra Modi today said he dedicated his life to making the world a better place. And as a mark of India's deepest respect, one day national mourning shall be observed on 9th July. Abe first took office in 2006 as Japan's youngest Prime Minister since World War II. After a year plagued by political scandals, voter outrage at lost pension records, and an election drubbing for his ruling party, Abe quit citing ill health. He became Prime Minister again in 2012. Abe hailed from a wealthy political family that included a foreign minister father and a grandfather who served as Premier. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Music